Well, here's some interesting news. San Fran, San Francisco has become the first U.S. city to ban ban the sale of e-cigarettes until their health effects are clearer. Now, officials on Tuesday voted to ban stores from selling vaporizers and made it illegal for online retailers to deliver to addresses in the city. Now, San Francisco is the home, interestingly enough, to Juul Labs, which is the most popular e-cigarette producer in the U.S. Juul, for their part, said that the move would drive smokers back to cigarettes and create a thriving black market. Dr. Jeffrey Fong is a professor at the University of Waterloo. He is also the founder and chief principal investigator of the International Tobacco Evaluation Project. And he joins us for more here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Dr. Fong, good afternoon, and thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks. Uh, good to be on, Jeff. All right, uh, first off, just uh, your initial reaction to this move by the city by the bay. Uh, what do you make of them banning e-cigarettes? Well, let's see. Um, it's uh, complex, but... Uh, Let's put it this way. Uh, cigarette smoking is the most deadliest form of tobacco or nicotine use. It kills about half of its regular users. So it's a leading cause of death in Canada, accounting for 45,000 deaths per year. And it's the number one preventable cause of death throughout the world. So recently, of course, we've had uh, a lot of concern uh, about uh, vaping. Uh, in comparisons, however, uh, e-cigarettes are significantly less harmful than cigarettes. So, uh, and there is uh, some uh, work suggesting that cigarettes, uh, people who smoke, uh, can be helped uh, in quitting by using e-cigarettes. And in fact, in a randomized controlled trial recently, it, uh, it was almost double the likelihood over the patch. So it's a complex issue when you ban something that might help uh, adult smokers uh, quit. So, okay, uh, but let me ask you this, because I think a part of the debate here when it comes yeah. to vaping and e-cigarettes is they might be safer than traditional smoking, smoking uh, tobacco, but right. do we know just exactly how safe e-cigarettes are? No, we don't. We certainly don't know that. Um, there have been various estimates of it. The, the leading uh, scientific bodies that have evaluated um, or, or weighed in and looked at the evidence regarding the relative harm, um, including uh, a group uh, at the National Academy of Sciences, Engineering, Medicine in the U.S., and other bodies throughout the world have suggested that e-cigarettes are significantly less harmful. How, what number to put on it varies considerably. So there is a lot of debate about it. But no one really believes that they are as harmful, much less less, you know, more harmful than cigarettes. Also uh, concerning to city officials in San Francisco, and one of the reasons uh, why they made this move to uh, ban e-cigarettes until health effects become clearer is the dramatic uh, rise among teenagers using this. Right. Uh, j just how concerning is that? Um, it is somewhat concerning, and in fact, we just published a. Um, an article in, uh, in last week's uh, British Medical Journal, BMJ, suggesting that in Canada, which legalized uh, vaping uh, recently, there was a significant increase in youth uh, uh, who uh, were starting to use e-cigarettes. And it was um, somewhat alarming that uh, uh, some of that effect of increase in, in vaping were also found in never smokers. So. Uh, the rates are still quite low, but the uh, the percentage increase uh, was uh, you know significant. So 
we do need appropriate controls with these cigarettes, especially in Canada, of getting rid of marketing and advertising that might be directed toward youth. So far, there is not those kinds of restrictions in Canada relative to the other countries that we studied, U.S. and uh, uh, England. So there is a concern about youth vaping. And uh, if you have good regulations, uh, then one could uh, reduce significantly uh, the, uh, the threat to youth while also making these products available for adult smokers. Yeah, I'm wondering what your thoughts are, what the research says about not only uh, marketing towards youth, but uh, some of the uh, flavors that uh, yeah. e-cigarettes and uh, vaping uh, provide. I'm thinking specifically right. about like bubble gum and, and things yeah. like that, that, that at least give the perception, I think, to the user that uh, yeah. this is not as harmful as it might be. Yeah, there, there uh, may be concerns about that. Uh, it turns out, though, that it's not so different among youth as far as liking flavors than it is among adults. So, for example, fruit flavors and candy flavors are the most popular among both youth vapors and also adult vapors. So it's difficult to have a kind of a policy that says we're going to get rid of these flavors because you're certainly cutting out uh, that uh, you know, that uh, attraction for youth, but you're also getting rid of that attraction for smokers quitting. So it's difficult to come up with a policy or a very clear-cut policy that you would say, um, yes, this is definitely, uh, you know, protecting youth and also not harming the ability of, of adult smokers to use these products to quit. Joined by Dr. Jeffrey Fong, he's at the University of Waterloo, he's the Chief Principal Investigator of the International Tobacco Evaluation Project, and we're discussing San Francisco becoming the first U.S. city to ban the sale of e-cigarettes until health effects become clearer. And as I mentioned off the uh, top, Doctor, it's somewhat ironic that San Fran is uh, banning e-cigarettes since they are the home to Juul, which is the most Mm. popular e-cigarette producer. Mm. Uh, Do you think that there's any truth to their claim that uh, this move by the city to ban e-cigarettes is just going to create a black market and drive smokers back to cigarettes? Well, um, hmm, uh, interesting. I thought you were going to say that... uh, um, well, actually, my, my view is that uh, vapors are just going to go to Oakland or, or go down to Daly City or you know, South San Francisco or go across to Marin County to get their uh, vaping products. Right. Uh, another thing, too, is that they, they can also get them uh, through the Internet uh, mail order. So it, it may not be very helpful there. Well, it's interesting because the city says that they will make it illegal for online retailers to deliver to addresses in San Francisco, well, but uh, one has to wonder tough. how they're going to enforce that. That's going to be tough to enforce. I mean, that's very difficult. As we know, the internet and, and uh, you know, mail are, are wonderful. Amazon or other uh, mail delivery through internet, that's made, you know, that's the future for commerce. And so, trying to cut that out and trying to, you know, find out, you know, this package contains a vaping product, this package contains, you know, books. I mean, it's going to be pretty difficult. Sure. Uh, what do you think we, we need to do uh, here in Canada and maybe just uh, worldwide when it comes to e-cigarettes? And you mentioned uh, regulation. Is there a regulation that needs to be put in place, uh, something that uh, would make a, an immediate effect rather than going uh, right to this a step, which is to ban uh, all e-cigarettes? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, in Canada, when vaping products became legal in, in May of two, 2018, 
there was a peculiar hitch in the regulations. So in can Canadian law, uh, when you are taking away uh, a business's right to uh, advertise and free speech, you have to give notice of, uh, I believe, 180 days to the company to tell them that in 180 days you won't be able to advertise. The problem with vaping was that nothing was legal until May 2018. So there was no one to officially inform. So when it became legal, that's when the clock started. Uh, so you had this free reign, and perhaps uh, your listeners um, and everyone saw these huge vape uh, vipe uh, displays and, and displays of other e-cigarettes within convenience stores and so on and at gas pumps. So there has been a free, you know, free ride with respect to advertising for vaping products. And it's something that Health Canada is trying to settle right now and, and put on those types of restrictions. But it's been much slower than anyone had thought. So there are still no firm restrictions on it in Canada. And we suspect that that's one of the major reasons why we've seen a rise in youth vaping in Canada, but not in England and the U.S. Yeah, I also suspect because there's a thought that, uh, again, this is less harmful than traditional smoking. And we'll get you out on this question. Uh, yeah. Do you think that the government needs to do a better job when it comes to uh, informing public? Because, I mean, it's one thing to ban a product, but uh, I think others would argue, listen, uh, how about free choice? I'll decide what's right and wrong for me and, and my body. And uh, do we need uh, some regulations to make sure that uh, consumers are, are better informed when it comes to the risks associated with e-cigarettes? Yeah, I, I think I, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's very important for anything that gets legalized or uh, any kind of substance that may cause harm for the public to be appropriately, uh, you know, informed on this. And I mean, hey, we're in the middle of cannabis uh, legalization, and the same goes there. And there are struggles because there are also other voices out there, as we know, that are saying different things. And so trying, you know, for the consumer to try to tease apart what's real and what's not is increasingly more difficult. And that's something uh, we're obviously aware of in the political realm, and it also affects everything, including health messaging. All right. Dr. Fong, appreciate the conversation. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Sure thing, Jeff. Thanks. Here's Dr. Jeffrey Fong, professor at the University of Waterloo.